It's time for the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Muldock Molinaroli. It sure is. Grand final week is here at last. I am Paulie G, Paul Grisadka. Welcome to another edition of the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. We've got Andrew Moldock, Molina Rowley, who I'll be facing in the Supercoach Pros Cup GF. How are you, mate? Yeah, very good, mate. It's all come to this. It's um, very exciting, nerve-wracking, as stupid as it sounds, but yeah, I'm um, looking forward to the weekend. <laughs> nerve-wracking is right. It was nerve-wracking to get through to this point. Um, credit to everyone in the Supercoach Pros Cup. As we said last week, we'll still be... Um, playing off. I think there's Steve-O and um, Christian from Blackford, I think are the two guys. So we're going to be watching their efforts closely this weekend and the winner of their matchup uh, is going to take home the, the prize. Uh, Ryan MS also joining us. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, doing well. Um, would have been better if we'd had a win in Campbelltown. I can't complain yes. uh, with everything else. I think overall jumped a bunch of, of places in, in inside the top 2,000 for the first time this year. And Andrew, I think you went in the top 1,000 for the first time this year. Yeah, yeah. So I'm coming home with a wet sail. Um, really, yeah, I am stoked for that. And, um, yeah, hopefully you can jump off a few more spots with a good round this week and and, and take out the Supercoach Pros Cup too. <laughs> Yeah, and Ryan, the Supercoach Pros Cup League ranking now 138th, and that and that includes that's just yeah. by average. That's that's pretty sensational, actually. Um, yeah, really happy with that. Um, hopefully, that we can uh, sneak into the top top hundred in the last round. Would be nice. We're already well inside the top hundred in total, so it'd be nice to sneak in there. Uh, the way things are going, there's every opportunity. We're climbing up the leaderboard thick and fast. No Peter Hanscom tonight. Um, he's up on the central coast, I think even a bit further north, the mid-north coast, um, having a well-earned break. And um, I know I'm, I'm pretty certain he'll be back to see his beloved Dragons this weekend in the do-or-die encounter. Andrew, you're hoping, of course, they lose because that helps Manly's chances. Oh look, I mean, Penrith Manly. It's um, it's all come down to the last round. Um, to be honest, if you know whoever loses, probably doesn't deserve to be in the eight. But saying that, I hope the Dragons get flat thrashed. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we've got to do a shout out to Pat Lyons. He's back late working, pretty much all um, the past few months. Um, but we do want to give a big shout out. to to Pat from Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care for all his help with the injuries this year. Don't forget to go to our website, www.supercoachpros.com. If you need to see a physio for any reason whatsoever, we highly recommend him. Um, just get there, basically. Uh, if you live in the Sydney area, and you get the 20% discount, of course, as a Supercoach Pros listener. He's been great for us all year. Not really much else to talk about this round with the teams being named, which we'll go through shortly. Um, but 
over the over the number of weeks very critical information and advice and certainly helped us all uh, I, I i think it's fair to say ryan um with some of our selections through the course of the season yeah absolutely um yeah i'm not sure what else to say to that it's just yeah absolutely <laughs> it's the core yeah it's, it's i mean it's a great initiative really to have the, have, you know, physios, there's a, there's a few of them out there now at NRL Physio, I think, uh, does some stuff on Twitter that's been great. You know, Pat's stuff is just, it's just invaluable and it just adds to, you know, our knowledge and, and just really takes it to the next level super coach wise Let's move on to what we learned and semi-radradra, Andrew. Who would have seen that one coming against a pretty tough lineup in Broncos? There's a few people around the traps I've spoken to who unfortunately left left him on the bench last week. Oh, I mean, I'm just glad I left him out. Uh, I, I sold him, you know, at his uh, peak a couple of uh, rounds ago um, because I probably would have left him out that round. You know, it would have been an easy mistake to make and, God, didn't he pull some people's pants down? Um, <laughs> he, he was just, he, he was amazing. Just seeing him... You know, running in the in the open, God, it's it's just a scary prospect of trying to get your body in front of that and try and stop him. I can understand how he um, breaks so many tackles and scores so many tries. He's just a absolute pleasure to watch. Yeah, another good match up this round. We'll talk about that soon. Uh, another winger going very large. Willasi Vunuvala, 152 points. Ryan, you called it on this very show last week. I hope uh, some of our listeners uh, made that trade. Yeah, that's right. We were talking about both Melbourne wingers last week and um, Vunavalu uh, came through for us and came through for us big time. Um, just he's having, yeah, he went quiet a little bit um, through the middle of the, this season, but um, yeah, he's really come roaring back now. He's in some um, pretty good try scoring form. And hopefully, if you play Moneyball, you had him in or, and wasn't like me that um, put him in the free team. And forgot to click that button that says enter the contest for the for the paid team and ended up <laughs> winning the two dollars I think you get for the free <laughs> the free roll, him at O'Carr and Slater. Um, it was pretty unstoppable. Yeah. The, I, I was pretty much kicking myself for about four hours on Saturday night every time him or Ad O'Carr went in for another trial, set up one. Um, speaking of Adokar, 104, but before we get to him, 119, Jordan Rapana. And I've got to say, um, he was my last trade-in. I had, I had a couple spare this round, and I thought, that match-up with Newcastle, I'll do the mid, mid-round train, the old head, head-to-head, and, and Steve-O, uh, you know, I almost could apologise, because you probably didn't realise I still had that last trade up my sleeve. Um, but that's how you can do it in head-to-head if you've got a trade. That worked out. Cameron Munster, we talked about the storm there. Him and Billy Slater, 114. David Fusatua, a big game. Again, we're seeing outside backs against Manly. Doing well, 105. Addo Cars, we mentioned 104. Jakey Jaborovic. Andrew, this guy's unstoppable. I'm thinking going into next year, he is going to be the Corey Parker that everyone must own. Yeah, mate, he plays big minutes, um, gets through a lot of work and jerks the odd try. I think he scored a try in his past two games. Um, You know, other than being a Manly fan and cheering him on, you know, being in the Supercoach team, it's just that, you know, cherry on the top. Yeah, he's big minutes, good work rate, offloads. You know, he's he's been known to set up his brother 
on the inside too. So yeah, he's he's got it all, mate, and he's only going to get better. Well, we've got a lot to get through on this show in regards to the tweets. Um, a lot of people in your, your grand finals will want to even extend that a little bit further in overall. We also want to go through a bunch of captain options for you. So let's get straight into the teams now for round 26, starting with the Cowboys v. the Broncos, North Queensland 1-17. to Brisbane bring back Jordan Kahu for David Mead. He goes to the reserves, as does Jai Arrow and Jaden Sewer. Uh, that means that Tevita Tavita Pengai and Joe Offahengawe are back. Benji Marshall also gets a spot on the bench um, with those two. Sam Thide and Ben Hunt will both start, it seems, with Corbin Sims out with a broken arm. So Sam Thide moving to prop, of course, Ben Hunt at hooker. We expect maybe Kaden Nikarima will spend some time there with Marshall um, as a reserve. Although it should be said, as part of the 21, they've named young Todd Murphy. So it'll be interesting to see if he makes his way into the 17. I think the Broncos experiment um, with that Thiday hunt. Tommy half combo didn't really work, so I think Bennett might be looking for something else there. Parramatta v. the Rabbitohs. Manu Ma'u returns for the Eels at left edge, moving Kenny Edwards to the bench. They've also named Alvaro at front row ahead of CSI Varve, but expect that could switch around. Frank Pritchard goes back to the 21. Casey Pritchard, his brother, joins him there, as does Bo Scott and Josh Hoffman. So there still could be further changes for the Eels there. Souths, well, last week they named Bryson Goodwin at fullback, but he started on the wing before moving to fullback when Adam Reynolds went down early. He has been named in the custodian role again this week with Robert Jennings on the wing, Cody Walker 5'8", John Sutton uh, the second row, and Sam Burgess in the middle third. Dean Britt is added to the interchange with Zane Musgrove out. We still don't have a lot of confidence in Sam Burgess, even though he has been named a prop. Maguire could make further changes there. The Roosters feed the Gold Coast. The Roosters 1-17. to A lot of changes for the Titans. Dale Copley, Tyrone Roberts and Nathan Peets are all injured. And Jared Wallace is suspended. So Liverhide Pool moves to the centres. Kane Elgie becomes, um, in, comes into left half. Joe Greenwood into the back row. Pat Politoni, Hooker, Morgan Boyle, the middle third, Jamal Fogarty, Nathaniel Petteru, Eddie Pettiborn and Ben Nakabuai are all on the interchange. And we've got some young guys like Epi Tuama Matinga, Alexander Brimson, Keenan Hipgrave in the 21. So unlikely they'll get a go, but Titans really <laughs> scraping the barrel at the moment. Manly v Penrith, that big game and a big in for the Seagulls. Andrew Curtis Sirenen named at right edge with Sean Lane moving to 18th man. Not sure if Ciro will be able to play the full 80. However, I guess with Lewis Brown there, you've got to temper our expectations um, in this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he'll just he, he'll just ease back into it. I, I, I assume the... Um, Lewis Brown's been playing okay. I mean, not great, but okay as the um, as an interchange player. And yeah, and um, Ciro coming back from injury. Yeah, just don't expect too much. He's probably a uh, non-event uh, super coach wise this week. In the same game, a big blow for Supercoach owners with Dylan Edwards ruled out. Uh, Dean Farrow takes his role, uh, takes his spot at fullback. Matt Moylan is in the 21. Maybe he'll go back to his preferred fullback position in this one as well. Um, but obviously, Edwards, a good matchup, would have been targeting him as one of your top 17 this week. So that's quite a blow. Regan Cabell, Gillard, and Tim Brown, well, they've been named, you know, star around reserve, but we know that will swap around come game day. 
Uh, the Storm v. the Raiders. Melbourne are 1-17 after their shellacking of the hapless uh, Rabbitohs. What a performance that was by the Storm. Um, good luck to Canberra going down there this week. Cia Soliola has been named. A bit of a interesting one there with the whole thing with Billy Slater. He'll be na- he's been named at 13, which moves Elliot Whitehead to right edge. Joe Tarpany to the bench and Clay Priest to the reserves. Ricky Stewart saying he's still not sure if he's going to play Soliola or not, so I guess that could revert um, to last week's team come game day. Newcastle v the Sharks, Daniel Saifiti's out. Uh, they have named Danny Levite hooker. We do predict that Jamie Bura will start there where he has been um, playing. He has been named, Bura has been named uh, on the edge. Lachlan Fitzgibbon we thought might move to the left uh, last week, but he did stay on the right, which means Bura um, and or Wardell would play on the left. Wardo has been named on the bench for now. Jacob Saifidi and Josh King have been named in the middle third. Uh, Mickey Payer has to move to the, inch, uh, the bench and joined by Tyrone Amy. So we're seeing a few rookies get a chance here in this uh, round 26 from teams that already eliminated. Uh, the Sharks, well, Jeremy Lattimore is back. Sam Takatizi out. Jack Bird's been named in the 21. Could be a late inclusion for Kurt Capewell there. Uh, the Dragons be the Bulldogs. Well, we're not to- sure what to expect from the Dragons. Josh Dugan has been named at right centre but and Kurt Mann at right half. But don't be surprised if Mann plays in the centres and Josh McCrone comes into the starting lineup from the bench. Um, as it stands right now, Dugan has been named. Tyson Frizzell is named in the second row, but we've seen it for the past month. He's switched to middle third. Tarek Sims comes on the right edge. Lisa Naumar goes back to the bench. So that would be likely to occur again, but for now, Tarek Sims named on the interchange. Chase Stanley comes in for Brett Morris. Uh, for the Bulldogs, only change. Morris out injured. Josh Reynolds has been Named in the 21, still an outside chance of playing. And the Tigers with a couple of suspensions to Michael Cheekham and Matt Mikkelrick. Uh, so they're out. Kevin Naguama returns in the centres. Luke Brooks in the halves. And Elijah Taylor at hooker. Jack Little, John goes to the bench. Ava Siamanifagai out. And the Warriors are 1-17 from their close loss last week in Golden Point. The big names for round 26. Well, we start with a bit of an outsider and Luke Keary. We know that halves against the Titans have done very well, particularly left half, so he gets a big upgrade. Nathan Cleary, what a good opportunity for him. Sean Johnson returned from injury. Uh, didn't even really run the ball. Still put up 66 supercoach points or 65, I think it might have been. Um, so that was a big game by Johnson. Uh, so Cleary expected to do really well there. Jake Friends right up there for the Roosters against the Titans. Even Michael Leacher looked good against the hapless Gold Coast Rye. And their marker defence is just non-existence. Yeah, it's not looking good. Um, you know, everyone thought, oh, well, you know, all the all the drama's done. Neil Henry's gone, but... No, there's just there's no confidence in the in the team at all, um, and that was even um, and I mean their their defence was not great even before all that blew up. So yeah, it's not going to be pretty, I don't think, on the weekend. Tyrone May, he's been quite um, a revelation for Penrith. Really doesn't mind taking the line on, and this is a good matchup against Manly. So at least for your daily leagues, you've got to consider that. Semi Radraja, well, we know what the two wingers did for Melbourne against the Rabbitohs, and we know what Semi did just last week. So he's in form and ready to go. Mitchell Pearce, a good matchup, of course, against Gold Coast. Wade Graham, um, he's been a bit injured of late, so maybe that prediction is a little high. Uh, but obviously the Knights, they are prone to give up 
uh, to plenty of outside backs, fringe, uh, edge players, etc. Simon Mannering's right up there as well. He's just been Mr. Consistent. I think he's a good captain option this round, last game of the round, if you're looking at a good VC loophole. Tarek Sims, well, he had a good game last week, could go well again against the Bulldogs, who have been very weak on the edges. Billy Slater against the Raiders. Aiden Guerra, another Roosters, to tar- Roosters player to target. And then you've got those guys... Andrew, for the Tigers, who were down last week but could hit back. Last game at Leichhardt for James Tedesco and, of course, uh, his buddy David Nofaluma also can really pile on the points when uh, the West Tigers get going. They can, and uh, if I'm honest, I think the Warriors, I mean, I thought they would have given up last week, but I guess um, their last home game of the year, they, they kind of put on put up a bit of a fight, but I really think Teddy can has potential to go large this week. Um, yeah, the the Warriors. I, don't, I just don't think they have it in them to to go the full eighty minutes with them. Um, you know, Teddy's last game would be full of emotion. Yeah, I think Teddy's a good option this week. Paul Gallen also up there. Tom Jabrovich, Angus Crichton a bit riskier, but you know he does has the does, does have the runs on the board. Cameron Smith, as long as he doesn't get rested early like last week. Uh, Roger Tuovasashek, Jason Tomalolo, um, and even the likes of Sam Burgess and Jake Jaborovic uh, could do well uh, for you there. So that's some of the options from a predictor point of view. Of course, you can find the predictor on our app that we've got there. Um, you can find links to that if you don't already own it, www.supercatchpros.com. A lot of you already would have got that for this season. Um, and I guess what we want to do is, is sort of have a look at some close, a closer look at some of the game scripts uh, for this round and some captain choices. And I guess I'll start with you, Ryan. Who are you really eyeing off this week, VC and captain? Well, it's um, it's not an easy week, but look, um, being the last round, you've got to also have a look at what teams are playing for. It's very, very, it's, you know, a little bit difficult to find out, you know, if a team's, you know, like the Warriors and the Tigers, for example, um, look, the, there's not much on the line except pride for them. Um, but does that mean that they throw caution to the wind and all of a sudden bust out a huge amount of points? Um, and we've seen that the last few weeks. We've seen some mammoth super coach scores. Absolutely. And I think that, Going out on a limb, I, I probably think that James Tedesco is one of them. The other guy is on the opposite side in Sean Johnson. Like, who knows what he can do? He's coming back. He's had a couple of games now. Um, they were obviously much better with him in the team last week against uh, Manly. So he's he's an option there. They're two like, out-of-the-box ones. If you're going to play it safe, um, look, I, I think Cameron Smith... Is a pretty good um, is a pretty good go, especially against a Canberra team that, um, you know, you know their season's gone, so I don't really think there's there's much there for them. Um, the other one would be Paul Gallen um, up against the Knights. Who knows what that game's going to throw up? But the, not, but the Sharks need to win, and the Knights pretty much have the spoon in their keeping. So, uh, yeah, I think those are the guys I'd probably be targeting for this week. Well, it is interesting, isn't it? Because I like Aaron Woods as well in that Tigers game, and he had a massive one in his last 
four uh, Wests out of Campbelltown. So I think he can do it again at Leichhardt. Um, so I do agree some of these matchups. Let's go back to the start of the round, Andrew. Cowboys with the Broncos. There's a lot to play for here. Do you look at a guy like Anthony Milford, throw the VC uh, on him, or are you thinking it's going to be played pretty tight? Oh, I think um, North Queensland, they have to win, and Broncos will be smarting after last week. So I, I, think, the, um, I think it's going to be tight. They always are. So I I'm not 100% that Milford's going to go too large. He's, I mean, he's got kicking goals, but he's not great at it. So, um, um, And he's an option. He's always got potential, doesn't he? And the North Queensland Broncos games are always um, relatively tight. So, yeah, he's an option, but I, I, I tend to agree with... With Ryan, I think with um with Gal and the VC, I just think that um the Sharks they just need to win, and and as you know, we all know how good Newcastle are trying, but I, th- I think yeah, it's the last round. I think I think they're just about done for the year, and I think Gallon's a good option for the vice captain. Yeah, and some of the other games, I guess Parramatta Souths. Um, you know, we talked already a bit about Red Raja or Ryan. Um, is that another one where maybe the Eels could put a number on, on the Rabbitohs? Yeah, look, that's a very good point. Um, I think that probably, well, yeah, I think Paramount is definitely going to put some points on Souths. Um, Souths are done. The Eels are flying at the moment, um, full of confidence now. So, yeah, I can see, um, I can definitely see Semi and uh, Takarangi uh, combining a fair bit, um, so uh, that's a possibility. Like it is, it is. Um, it's a big call to make a winger your captain, but um, if there's ever a week to do it, well, the last, yeah, <laughs> after last week, the top three scorers were, were wingers. Maybe again, you try the VC loophole. I'm interested in the Manly Penrith game. To be honest, I think both teams have, have over the pretty much all year given up quite a lot of points to outside backs. And when you look at the likes of, I know Dylan Walker's been disappointing, but, you know, Tom Jarorovic uh, for Penrith, Josh Mansell, even Tyrone Peachy. I mean, these are risky plays, Andrew, but a couple of them could come off. Yeah, I mean, Tommy Turbo's been great all year. I mean, he had a not an off game, but he didn't have a great super coach game last week and he still scored 81 points. So well, he dropped the that, ball, I think, four option. times. And he's still got 81. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, his work rate is outstanding. He's, you know, even if he doesn't score a try or set, set one up, he's, he's always going to be, you know, working hard. So um, that's something. Um, I mean, again, Manly's outside backs have been pretty woeful in defence. So, yeah, someone like a Peachy or Mansour could, you know, go large, you know, that, that has that potential to, um, you know, get a little bit ugly sometimes for Manly and the outside back. So, yeah, they're not bad options. I mean, Dylan Edwards isn't there any, anymore, so that might be a little bit of a worry for for some people. But, yeah, Mansour seems to just accumulate points on his own anyway. So, um, you know, if he jags a couple of tries like, you know, Rapana did on the weekend, then, yeah, why not? Have, have a look at him. The Roosters-Titans game, Ryan, I mean, I think... I don't know if there's been shorter odds all year. Um a Gold Coast have cobbled together a team. They've got forwards playing in the back, you know, the back line. They've got guys we've never heard of before in their 21. It's, it's, it is desperate stakes for a team that's 
you know, had an awful year, could that mean the Roosters really get going? Or do you think the tough game against the Sharks last week makes this one almost a trap game? No, I don't think it's a trap at all. Um, I think the Roosters will punish um, Titans uh, pretty comfortably. Um, I think maybe Jake Friend might be a pretty good option. Um, Also, the two halves. I mean, we know that the Spines score well against the Gold Coast. Yeah. Um, And (laughs) um, the Roosters have a pretty good spine. Um, And I think that, yeah... If they're gonna, if they're you know gonna do anything in the finals, then I think they'll give it, they'll give it to the Titans, and um, yeah, you'll see you'll see a fair few points. Um, might be shared around, it might be dominated by one player. It's hard to pick with the Roosters. All right, well this takes us into our tweets, and FPL Kegger asking who is the best players to bring in this week, and I think looking at some of those games. Um, these Roosters guys, we said earlier, the big names for round 26, Luke Keary, Mitchell Pearce, Jake Friend, they're all up there. Andrew, I know it's a PAD, but it's the last round, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, these guys are a bit up and down. They could be very much up this week. Yeah, they could be, but, I mean, you know, you've got to go hard or go home. You don't get a prize for second in head-to-head, that is, you know. <laughs> Um, if you've still got trades up your sleeve, I mean, well, well that's done the for big managing. Thing. I mean, who the bloody hell hasn't been redlining <laughs> for, for, for rounds? You're not playing. You to go hard. Um, um, yeah, I mean, a bit of a point of difference, I guess, would be, you know, Sean Johnson, he didn't run the ball a lot last week, so maybe he's just, you know, again, like, just easing back into it. But Still you know, scored well. First, he scored well. He didn't. He didn't kick for goal, but maybe he's better for it after this week. Um, yeah, and I mean, he's Michael Morgan uh, was very good for the Cowboys yeah. against yeah, so, the Tigers. Yeah, that's right. So historically, he's pretty good against the. Um, he's been a good against the Tigers. Mm. I think he, he scored nearly a hundred in the, his first game, the first game this year. So, um, yeah, he's someone you could maybe maybe look at if you you know feel like doing a bit of a gamble. Another gamble, but a guy who's been in top form, Ryan, is Tarek Sims. He's playing 80 minutes on the right edge. I know he's named in 14, so you're probably, you're probably scared to do it. It might have to be a mid-round trade, but he's been awesome. And this matchup against the Bulldogs, you know, he'll, be, he'll be running at um, some pretty weak defenders on the left side. Jace Stanley's going to be out on the left wing. You know, Matt Frawley in the halves. Adam Elliott, not the greatest defender in the in the game, in the back row. Yeah. Well, look, um, he had a great game last week, um, won the game essentially for the um, Dragons. Uh, and look, and he has been he has been going pretty good the past few weeks. Uh, 80-minute player is um, something very valuable. And look, I'll tell you what, um, yeah, I, I think... The dogs after their win last week, uh, it, it, it wasn't much. Um, it, you know, <laughs> they won, but it wasn't. You know, it wasn't a great performance. So, I, I think that Sims is. It, it's a really outside shot, but if you really are thinking, well, look, you know, I'm way behind here and I need something because I'm gonna, you know, gonna get beat regardless. Um, and you need, you know, something special. Who knows? 
finally, if you're looking at somebody with a bit higher average, I guess, and, and less hit and hope, Andrew, David Nofaluma, again, going to that Tigers-Warriors matchup, which could be high scoring. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a good, solid contributor. I, I've owned him through the stretch since round 15 when the Tigers were one of the few teams to play. I picked him up and, and kept him through. I think he's a guy on his up weeks. He's a very strong um, uh, performer, super coach wise Yeah, he is, and he's fairly underrated. You don't really hear too many people talking about him um, in the supercoach traps. I mean, he can score a try. He, he um, you know, he, he can break tackles. He can break the line. So, you know, he's got potential. And, you know, he's under $400,000. He's um, under $370,000, actually. So he's relatively cheap. But, I mean, it, it is a bit buy aware because he can have a... a, a a bad week, but you know his ceiling's pretty high. So I mean, he always has potential, and yeah, like I said, he's um, yeah, playing the Warriors. <laughs> they they could um, you know, just pack it in. You never know. All right, um, Pat asks, boys, uh, this is a matter of pride. I must win, or I may need to move out of my street. Uh, it's mine. It's numbers two hundred and sixty-four versus seventy fifty-four overall in the grand final and we live in the same street and my opponent has taken leave from work to prepare <laughs> talk about committed which two from Norman <laughs> Sam Burgess Dylan Walker or Curtis Scott um, Ryan the predictor's saying Sam Burgess admittedly we've bumped his minutes back up to 80 we think he's going to play 80 um, after getting through last week unscathed so that's saying 72 Based upon that, um, Corey Norman, a solid 55, um, could, you know, he's got a lot of upside against the Rabbitohs. But then some tougher matchups Curtis Scott, 49, Dylan Walker, 47, a little bit riskier. But I guess we already talked about Manly might put some points on Penrith. So there is, you know, a chance that Walker goes a lot higher than that. There is. Um, but out of those guys, I'm probably thinking Norman. Um, for no other reason than the matchup, and um, what's at stake for his team, and um, he wants two. So, so, so you could still have Sam Burgess. Oh well, and with Norman. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely Norman and Sam. Um, the other two have, yeah, obviously harder matchups. Um, Walker hasn't been going great of late, and I, I think um, with Curtis Scott. Um, Melbourne will probably end up playing more through the middle um, with the Raiders um, before going wide. So I think his options with the ball might be a little bit limited. Andrew, he he just didn't get any ball, Curtis Scott. I mean, everyone went large for the Storm except for him. He was a total dud. Yeah, I mean, I was a bit relieved if I was honest because I was really tossing it up. Um I don't. I, yeah, I have to agree with um with Ryan here. I think the tried and true Sammy Burgess and I mean Corey Norman. He's he's not scoring great, is he? Even though he's playing really good footy. Um, yeah, you just have to you have to go with Sammy Burgess, even though he hasn't been great. Um, he's playing injured, and I I have to agree again that Dylan Walker. I mean, again, it's a good matchup this week, but I just don't think that he's he's um. He's in form at the moment, so you just got to, I guess, 
go to the safer options and and you know you don't want to ruin your your whole season when it comes down to these two decisions. He does seem safer, Corey Norman. I know that since Moses has gone there, he's really lost all his ceiling because he just lets Moses run the show and he just kind of chimes in on the back of um, Moses rather than you know absolutely creating. We saw, I think, in round one, he went berserk, Corey Norman, but we just don't see that from him right now. But I agree with you guys. I think the risk of, of Dylan Walker dudding out is way worse than just taking your 50-odd. You're pretty much guaranteed with, with Corey Norman at this stage. I mean, ideally, you'd have a trade and you wouldn't have to put either of them in. But if you're stuck, I think Norman at least gives you a nice, a higher floor because you'd think Parramatta should score a few against Souths, um, especially seeing what we saw uh, last weekend as it as a as sort of a clue uh, and definitely Sam Burgess Adam Robertson says thanks for all your help this season guys puts up a little avatar season rank 142 congratulations Adam that is an unreal effort still half a chance for the top 100 um, but he's really eyeing head to head now he's in two grand finals wanting to win them both um, all on the line one trade left he says, both teams I'm against has MILF. Should I trade Widdop to MILF? It sucks the Broncos play first up because I'd like to hold to see how I'm going. Ryan, um, the two are both predicted to score 77, uh, 67 this round. Um, so you can't get much closer from a predictor point of view. Is there anything that you um, look at that sways you one way or the other? Well, um, I think Milford is probably um, the guy that I'm leaning more towards. Um, Purely on his talent um, and, and, you know, his propensity to either go large. Like, he is a risk because he does, you know, vary between, you know, does have large drops, also has large rises. Um, And against North Queensland in the last... From 2015 through to now, he's gone 49, 83, 90 and 19 and 81 uh, in their previous game this year. Now, that 81 was at Suncorp and we know that um, he likes playing at home, but does that make a huge difference when he's playing them, um, when he's playing North Queensland up at Townsville? Um, I say that it's not a huge issue and that he'll probably um, score fairly well and I think that given the team that um, the Broncos have named um, he'll definitely uh, do a lot of the creative stuff um, early in the game and then start running it when um, when the opposition starts getting a little bit tired well, I kind of agree with Ryan Andrew are you in the same corner or are you got a descending point of view no, I have to agree. Um, yeah, I mean, other than me hoping that Widow doesn't have a good game, that because that means the Dragons might lose. Um, sorry, Pete, <laughs> if you're listening. Um, yeah, I, I just I think Milf's yeah got that a bit more potential. Plus, he's also um, you know just cancelling Milford out, you know, and then maybe one of his his uh, pods can do the job for him. I think oh, that, that's really how I look at it. Adam, is that I know it's the first game of the round, but 
you know, you've worked your way up to this, you may as well cancel out Melf. doesn't matter what he does, because you've both got him. And then, you know, you let your other pods do what they've been doing all year and, and take out a couple of GFs. Um, I like the Milf. Um, up there, I agree with Ryan. I don't think there's a big difference. Uh, the weather should be just as good. Um, so the playing conditions should suit him. They've got a lot to play for. They've been really getting whipped at training after their big loss last Thursday. They should come out all guns blazing. NRL Junkie asks, Hey lads, what team's edges sides are conceding the most supercoach points over the last half of the season? Thanks, fellas. This is an interesting one because really we can only look at it from opponents. Um, And... So we can say, well, right centres have been scoring this many super coach points against this team and right forwards, which gives you some clue. But of course, it doesn't help if a fullback runs um, to that side through the game. It doesn't help so much if middle third or a hooker kind of edges towards either the left or the right. So the, the, the stats are a bit flawed. Now, there's quite a bit involved in this. Uh, I've got to say, it's not ready regardless for tonight but we will try to get something up on Twitter for you before kickoff Thursday to help you out um, but again it, it won't be entirely accurate because of course it doesn't take into account those middle third players that might have roamed around the field mainly fullbacks we're thinking the other ones you know we can say aren't as um, likely to have happened but certainly fullbacks can target left or right um, and the occasional halves, like a Luke Keary, goes around the field a bit more, and and you know obviously Jonathan Thurston when he's um, healthy. Glenn Lovett asks, what players next year moving to new teams do you think will become super coach relevant? Now again, Glenn, probably it's a bit early for us to go into this, but this is a great opportunity to f- plug our grand final podcast. Um, obviously. With the Supercoach season ending this week, we won't be um, doing any more pods, at least not next week. But we, we've traditionally come back for grand, on grand final week, talked a bit about the GF. This year we'll add Moneyball preview. Um, and we use that time to also look back at the season that was, what surprised us, what you know we sort of predicted would happen. We even revisit our premiers and wooden spoon predictions. Um, and we talk a bit about the following year. Um, I guess, sort of, you know, without really being able to analyse it just yet, Andrew, is there any any guys that you're already targeting or you think um, might sort of turn it around next year, particularly with a new club? No, I haven't really thought about it too much. I've been, um, you know, trying to... Um beat you in, in this grand final, if I'm honest. Um, no, so, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it was either the start of this year or the start of last year. I really um, like Tepon Moreau. I know he doesn't, he's not super coach relevant just yet. I just really think that once he starts getting a, um, a bigger motor, I think he'll start playing more minutes and he's got potential to go really big. Um, so I really want to, I want to keep an eye on him next year. Um, he needs but, to play yeah, middle that, third. That, and at the moment, he's starting on the edge and then moving into the middle, which is good. Yeah. Um, he needs to stay there. And, and, the, and the emergence of Daniel Alvaro and obviously Nathan Brown moving there is costing him as well. And I yeah, am worried. Well, so, because, 
with his fitness. He does seem to get in. He's got a bit of Josh Dugan <laughs> itis, whatever you call it. Yeah. Seems to go down a lot. <laughs> it's because he he, he probably works. He works so hard when he's on the field. So you know he's going to give it give it everything. So I mean, like like you said, if he if he moves into the middle, starts playing more minutes, I really like the look of him. And you know he could be a bit of a a sleeper if that does happen. David Clemmer, I think, similar to Moreau, a guy burst on the scene early, looked the part. We've always sort of wondered. I think super coach wise he's starting to come into his own now. The way the Bulldogs have been and most teams' lineups have been set, so he hasn't even really made a mark um, in, in super coach chat around the, the sort of the world of super coach, I guess. Um, but he's been really playing well the last few weeks, consistently good scores, and then he added a try last round and you know hit the, the big you know nineties. So I'm keen on that. Um, but I guess they're not, you know, not they're not moving to new teams. Um, Brian, are there any sort of hot buyers? I know our Tigers have bought a lot of players. Whether any of them will be super coach relevant probably remains to be seen. But you know, there's a few moving parts. James Tedesco to the Roosters, you know. Yeah, look, the guy I was going to mention that was a no-brainer was Tedesco is obviously going to do well because um, he's going to do well in pretty much any team he's in. Um, but that's that was pretty obvious. Um, the other guy going from the Roosters to Newcastle, it's kind of Watson. Um, I think he'll do quite well super coach wise I think he'll end up being um, in that top five or top six uh, fullback choices. You think he's going to um, out, he outplay Ponga and, and get the fullback role, or do you think he's going to have to play somewhere else? Oh, look, I think he's got that more consistency, and I well, depending on how... Um, how that, how the off season goes for Ponga? Um, it's yeah. Look, I, I'm not a NRL coach, obviously, but um, I would play Connor Watson at fullback at the moment. Anyway, I mean, I don't know what Newcastle and Nathan Brown has planned uh, for all these guys, but I think that Connor Watson, because he is versatile, whether he plays fullback, um, he can play in the halves as well. Um, he's filled in at hooker at times for the Roosters as well. It's got a lot of so upside. So he's quite versatile. Yeah, a lot of upside. Um, the other guy who I thought, and you mentioned the Tigers, um, they bought Tane Milne from Dragons. Uh, look, he could be a smoke in the centres. Who knows, that guy could be anything um, or he could just be a total bust. Uh, but that one's the real the real uh, shot. Uh, you he know, had some close your eyes and throw at the dart. Some big games last year. Tane Milne, yeah. and he's been very quiet this year, playing a lot of only games off the bench where he only plays five or ten minutes. He could be really cheap heading into next year and be in most teams' lineup. Like you say, just hit and hope on your bench, not costing you much. Yep. Glenn, we'll do more for you in that grand final podcast, so stay tuned. In the meantime, um, Andrew, good luck, but not too much luck on the weekend. <laughs> yes, mate. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting, and um, yeah, um, it's been a fun year. It's been really good. A bit of a, you know, the NRL's a bit of a grind. It's been fun this one, so all, all good. Yeah, yeah, all good. Ryan, thank, thank you, and Andrew should say thank you so much for all your uh, work all season. Very much appreciated, and and you know, kudos to you, uh, regardless of who wins this this round, because top one thousand finish is nothing to be sneezed at. So very well done. 
Yeah, thanks, mate. It's um, like I said, it's been a lot of fun, um, ups and downs, like any other season. But yeah, really, um, really fun. And Ryan, thank you so much. A good season for you too. I, I almost feel apologetic. Be- beating you in the, the Dick Power <laughs> Cup the way I did the James Tedesco 70 uh, edition in the final updates. But, uh, yeah, that will be one with yeah. the James Tedesco Cup next year when we meet, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that'll be good. No, it's been a good season. Um, uh, I look forward to seeing how the grand final works out between you two boys, and don't worry, because the loser will be taunted and booed until my throat is sore. <laughs> Pete and Pat, who are both listening, thanks very much for all your contributions all the year. Pretty sure Pete will be back for the grand final podcast too, so we'll talk a little bit more with him then. I am Paulie G, and thank you so much to you guys, the listeners, because without you, there's no show, there's no uh, app, it's nothing. So we owe it all to you guys. The, the Supercoach world, um, it's growing every year, you know, we see in other countries sports fantasy or fantasy sports has really taken off still in its infancy in Australia really Um, but it is getting there and just thanks to all you guys particularly the ones that you know tweet in or write on Facebook throughout the year we really appreciate it and as we say we we just don't we'd probably still do it we'd be just listening to it ourselves but it's not viable but this way it is and uh, we're hoping bigger and better things for 2018 and uh, stay loyal maybe don't tell all your friends because you don't want to uh, tip off your league mates but the ones you aren't in leagues with tell them uh, about us and 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 keep buying the app you know if you missed it this year get it next year we'll have it ready before round one so there'll be plenty of value for you there and uh, thanks very much. We'll talk to you grand final week. Good luck if you're in a grand final this round in particular. Uh, feel free again to tweet us any time during the round. We'll endeavour to get um, your, your questions answered as best we can. I think we missed a couple of cutoffs this round, but we got most of them. So we'll be trying to check in before kickoff around work schedules, etc., etc., for you. And uh, thank you. We'll talk to you in three weeks. I'm Paul Grzadka. Bye for now.